Welcome to Happy Vibes, a podcast that will make you smile. We chat weekly over wines to amazing women who inspire, create, empower, and enrich. Come along with us and enjoy the happy vibes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Happy Vibes. I'm Julia. And I'm Em. And today we are here talking to the absolutely adorable Elisa Caro, who is our in house sexologist and relationship expert. How are you, Elisa? I'm feeling so good. It's so nice to be let out again, like after the lockdown. And so I'm really enjoying the summer blooming and just, yeah, just life. It's been amazing. Today's episode of Happy Vibes is proudly brought to you by the Smile Makers Tennis Coach, the only private coach you'll need this summer. The Tennis Coach is a powerful G-spot vibrator that is silent and waterproof. How awesome is it? So we are heading into the new year um, and it really has been such a challenging year this year, hasn't it? Oh my God, it has been just immensely challenging in so many different ways. And I think we're all feeling that kind of almost like rebirth process, particularly based in Melbourne where we can now get out. Yeah. Sun is shining. You know, you're always in good spirits, Elisa. It's so fabulous to have you join us. And I think something that's awesome about... Um, if you wanted like Pollyanna at all, I guess something that I think is awesome about having a really shit year is that we get to really redefine what next year looks like. Um, and hoping, presuming we don't get kind of another pandemic on our hands. I think it's a really awesome time to set some new, um, goals and resolutions. Um, yeah. Uh, today's podcast is going to be all about actually examining your relationships the relationship you might have with your husband, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, what's worked this year, what hasn't, um, and what do we need to do in the new year to perhaps get the spark back? And so that's why we've got Elisa here, because I think, Elisa, a lot of the work that you do with relationships is about building that connection back. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Amazing. And I think this year, you know, we've all been so um, bogged down with just kind of dealing with COVID. Um, I don't know about you, Emma, but, you know, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, as much sex as normal. I also have just had a baby. So oh, there are the, the conceptions that have occurred during COVID. Oh, yeah. So I think depending on your relationship, it, it can either put a huge strain on your relationship, as, you know, I myself have seen and many of my friends but then there have been people that have been really lucky and they've connected with their partners again. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it's really a really great topic in terms of like coming out of this whole COVID thing where there have been stresses for some people. Like, how do we get back in sync with our partner? How do we reignite that spark? That spark? Yeah. And, you know, we'd be really keen to hear from you, Elisa, because you deal with this every day in your dealings with your clients and... Yeah, what are your tips, you know? Yes. Save us. Save us. Get the sexy back. <laughs> yes. Thanks for such a nice question. You're so funny. I really love you. Um, yeah, I definitely have been working a lot with couples as well that they really want to reignite the spark and feel connected again. And I think in, in, in our society, we have the tendency to not learn about sexuality so it's quite common and we shouldn't be too harsh on ourselves because it's it's very normal that if we don't cultivate and nurture our sex life it just you know fade away a little bit and uh, covid has been taxing for many for many couples in that way and so just accepting that you know we need to nurture that side and it's okay if we have not knowledge because just is a taboo topic so I've said that at least we don't feel that there's something broken within us, like everyone got it together, but more it's 
um, oh, okay, I can get that too. It's just that I haven't not put effort because I didn't know. And so if, I, if it is a commitment for me, like to make a change in this area, I can. And so that's, I think, is one of the first things that I do with my clients, I help them understand that they are empowered to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and what is one way you would start that process? Because we all, want, we all want that ideal of a great sexual relationship with our partners, but sometimes we can be so bogged down and it's just working out the right way to kick it off. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, what do you do? I agree, Emma, because I also think, you know, we chatted to Chloe Law back the other week and there was a few comments that was made. And Chloe, um, Elisa, for your information, she's like a pelvic floor physio expert. And so she deals with a lot of women who have kind of, you know, some issues downstairs. And so, you know, something that we discussed was the less you have it, the less you want it. And so if you've gone through a bit of a dry patch um, with your partner, or even if you've been single and you just haven't been re- out there ready to meet it is really hard to rip that band-aid off and so what would be some kind of tips I guess if you're um, yeah. I guess a bit of a so I'm going to give a tip to that and then I'm going to give a tip for the relationship because I feel like two questions are question. okay yeah. Yeah. so you nailed it by saying that less you have and less you want it moreover for female bodies and for women it's working less generally for men that uh, that statement but it works more for women the women's side yeah. And yep. <laughs> what happened is that from the tantric tradition, like the arousal for women is like heating water. And so when a woman gets like, well, fucked by herself or someone else <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like she's alive and vibrant, like her water, her arousal is like boiling. But then when she has less and less and less and less, the water becomes not only cold, but like frozen. And then it takes yeah. much more to reignite that. Perhaps that's where that saying drought comes from. You know, yeah. you're in a bit of a drought. True. <laughs> Probably. And so in that case, the best, best thing to do is to understand that it's almost impossible to go to frozen to boiling. And so we need to understand that it's going to be normal to do that, like slowly warm up. So when it would be great to invest and commit to have some sexy play, either with a partner or with ourselves and our vibrators. Mm-hmm. And so instead of uh, trying to get the best sex as we used to, because we are cold, we now need to understand that we need to warm it up. And so let's imagine that for a month, we either make love or touch ourselves or like devoted a couple of hours a week at least for some sexual play, you know, yeah. or like an hour a week, like we just commit to do it. And instead of feeling like, oh, I should orgasm, oh, I should feel like a 10, I should be like super pleasurable. We just commit to do that as like warming up the water and expecting for it to not be amazing. I actually love that. I Mm. love that whole analogy that, you know, you're not going to jump into being this heightened aware, like it is a process. Yeah. And I think one of the other key things is you're saying to actually put that into the diary almost. And so you're saying, even if I'm feeling so tired, my kids are bugging me. I've had a crap day at work. My husband's kind of annoying me. I should still go right tonight is sexy time. Yeah. And maybe it's not going to be in the night because it seems that you have such a busy day. So maybe it's going to be in the morning time after you drop kid at school. Right. At least for yourself, you can have a solo session with your vibrator or yeah. you can like uh, have the kids, you know, be looked after for, um, for like a couple of hours on the weekend and just take that time to connect with your husband. And not like thinking it needs to be the most amazing time. Like this is the moment for us to keep reboiling a little bit of water. 
And perhaps like if maybe are you saying also, Elisa, that solo time could even kind of be part of the process. Like if you're not quite ready to be jumping in bed with your boyfriend every night or, you know, even once a week, whatever it may be, but you're ready for yourself. So perhaps that's a good starting point. That's look, it's an amazing starting point. I think solo sex is so essential. It's one yeah, one of the really important areas to keep passion alive in long-term relationship, which was the question too that we're going to fill in a moment. But uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that whether you have a sexy play with yourself or with someone else, with your partner, with your husband, that's still warming up your water. And so yeah, like it doesn't that. matter whether you're doing it with, yeah, with your partner or not. And it's a okay. great way to prepare. That's great. So our New Year's resolution should be to be boiling water. We want to be boiling, maybe <laughs> boiling by June. Can we give June. ourselves six months? Is that too long? Do we give ourselves? <laughs> yeah, like, look. She wants a month. She wants by the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say if there is not any specific, like, trauma or numbness or anything, like, holding like that needs to be worked on then it's gonna be enough like a month if you a spend month. a couple of hours a week to invest in your sexuality okay okay put that on the new year's resolution checklist. yeah love that yeah unless there is like something to work on unless there is like numbness inside the vagina like mm-hmm. some some things that are so not just barrier. allowing yeah, yeah physical barrier or like even like mm-hmm. a yeah, something coming up. But if there is nothing, like if it's just, yeah, it's more than enough. It's probably going to be even quicker than a month. But let's say a month. I don't know about wow. you, Anne, but I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Get that boiling water. So, Elisa, um, on to that other question. I think, was it tips? Some, a couple of tips or what was that? As I said, like set the time aside on your calendar and put it as a priority better to be done in the morning time because that's where we have more energy otherwise in the evening we're too tired that's a good point i'm Mm. always tired Mm -hmm. yeah and better to have like a little bit of nurturing time before that so it would be Mm. like go for a walk have a bath like calm the nervous system because if the nervous system is like on stress and like i can't relax then it's it's very hard that's why it might be good to clear you know a couple of hours maybe or or just go for an half an hour walk and then have an half an hour play yeah Yeah. and uh drop the expectation so Mm -hmm. like really don't imagine that's like time that you're investing into into reigniting that and it's going to take some time Mm -hmm. and more than with the goal-based oriented attitude i'm going to have an orgasm yeah maybe like put the vibrator on the clip and just like come it's more like really play with the curiosity so you know, like whether you're using like a pleasure device, a dildo, a vibrator, whether you're using your fingers, like really play in different ways and allow time, like have as an intention exploration rather than attachment to an orgasm. As I have as an intention, like a moment of self-care rather than like, I want to get pleasure. It's more yeah. like I'm going to give you attention and exploration time because I want to nurture my sexuality rather than I want to get this from my sexuality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think of... I think a part of that piece which is pretty important as well is it's not so much even for me probably just the sexy time as such. It's the time where you're actually connecting mentally when you are having that walk with Mm. your partner potentially and you're just reconnecting Mm. on a level about, you know, hey, what's going on in your life? I haven't sat down and really chatted 
through the stuff that I may yeah. normally have done. And then you progress to that phase of the, you know, pleasure phase. Yeah. I think, I think they're both very important, aren't they? Well, certainly I think, um, you know, certainly a lot of my, my girlfriends talk about how important it is to have a connection with their partner. Um, and without that connection, they really struggle to be intimate because um, they can't just go from hero to zero. Yeah, yeah. like for the Taoist tradition, which is a very ancient tradition and has a lot of teaching around sexuality, like the arousal for, for women, the feminine arousal, let's call it feminine because it goes a bit beyond women and men gender. Uh, but let's say the most female body have a more feminine arousal and most male bodies have a masculine arousal, but that is not everyone but the feminine arousal start from the connection yeah and energetically slowly move into the body pass through the heart and then goes to the genitals rather than the masculine arousal it start from the genitals so often who has a masculine type of arousal would seek for um for sexuality as a way as a gateway in to connect emotionally and the feminine yeah. arousal would seek for an emotional connection before being able to open the heart and allow that sexuality to awaken her, you know, the, the genitals. And so yeah. that's like that, um, that polarity, which is a bit different. So yeah. most women will feel as your friend has been sharing with you and a lot of men, but not everyone, as I said, because it's more like an energetic type of arousal will be like, will seek connection through sex. Yeah. And, and then can I ask another question? So say we're starting to boil, like yeah. our water is going well, everything's happening. Do we do we keep this timeline of devoting is is it ongoing forever? Like is it obviously we're wanting to get the water to boil, but do we keep it in the calendar every week or every couple of you know how you were mentioning? Yeah, so if sex for you is important, yes. Because right. you keep in your diary workouts, you keep in your diary that and that, but sex somehow is the thing that doesn't get prioritized and so mm -hmm. if for you sex is not important and you don't mind keep boiling then you know you don't have stay to. lukewarm yeah <laughs> and then cold and then cold <laughs> but if it is important like i personally have a high value for sex yes and uh, i would have a weekly date night with my partner in which we don't always make love, so we do we also all sorts of stuff. But if we hadn't have a sexy time, um, like longer sexy time in the week, then that night will be devoted to some sexual play yeah. um, in one way or the other that could go from, you know, like one of the important things is also bringing variety. So for sure, like we bring variety on that night, but um, it's good to have it. And so mm -hmm. if I'm not making love with my partner, we recently have gone through... Um, yeah to a moment of disconnection and sexuality was a bit shut off then what i do is i would keep making love with myself because i want to keep being um active and alive and sex for me is important so if my partner right now is not available because of you know his reason that's great it's just going through some um emotions and it doesn't feel like connecting in that way then i also can self-sourcing and that's yeah. very empowering to not feel as dependent and of course like i want to make love with my partner but that's like you know if for a couple of weeks, let's say, he's not really open for business, then I will still make love with myself and be very patient. Yeah. And if I don't have that yeah. um, self-practice, then I will, feel, um, I will feel like more rejected. But because, you know, I have my pleasure device and I have my fingers and I can just like play with myself, then I feel, yeah, much more independent and self-sourced. 
And I think that that's important for all of the singles out there too, you know, that it is important. We can still work on this. We don't have to have that partner mm. or significant other in our lives. We can be keeping that water simmering away until yep. we meet the one that we want to share that experience with. Absolutely. And I think to that point, Elisa and Em, we know at Happy Collective, women like their sex and they do enjoy their arousal. We know because we have sold a number of firemen, Frenchmen, tennis coach uh, and ballerinas. And I think what we've noticed is that, you know, we, Emma and I, as you all know now, all our millions of listeners, um, we're married with kids and we have our own set of kind of challenges and disconnections from time to time with our husbands or partners. But what we know is we've got a whole bunch of gorgeous women who are aged probably between, say, 21 to 35. Some of them are single, some are lesbian, some are in long-term relationships, some are single and dating, some are single and not. So there's a whole gamut of um, people out there who have a different set of issues or opportunities. And Mm -hmm. I'd love to kind of understand, Elisa, like from a very, you know, from a young age, I guess, when you're 21 and you might be out there dating, having sex with, you know, a few people here and there, what kind of um, issues or what type of, um, yeah, questions do people kind of come at you at in that age, age bracket? Because I suspect, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's different to once you're in your 40s, when you're in your 20s, you're very sexual. Yeah. So, what I've noticed with, uh, I have a fair bit of clients actually in their 20s, moreover women mm-hmm. and a lot of university students and what they're finding, like the main thing they want to is to understand themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they're finding that they give their power away. So they're seeking uh, sexual experiences to understand their own sexuality. And what I do is bringing back them to themselves so that when they know what they want, when they know what they like, like not really um, using the opinion of others as a way of validate them or not using the opinion of others of a way to understand them. You know, they might feel, I'm not ready to be penetrate, but they, you know, like they're saying that I'm wet and I should be ready. And I feel confused. I'm like, no, you're not ready. Like you have, you know, a whole erectile tissue. And until you have your heart on, your erectile tissue engorged, your body is not fully ready. So like being wet doesn't mean that you're ready. Moreover, like if you don't mind, you don't feel it. It's, you know, it's okay to say no. And most women need between 15 to half an hour uh, to feel ready to receive penetrative sex. So it's normal that you don't. And so just help them understand themselves mm-hmm. and feeling more empowered with themselves. So I think that in that age, clients that come to me, and the main thing is that they're really seeking outside answers and I really help them to look within and find like that sense of empowerment within and from that space learning to communicate mm-hmm. and then meeting other people in that empowered state so that they don't allow to be treated in ways that is, doesn't feel respectful or they don't feel that confusion because they have so much sexual energy, right? So they feel this boiling all the time, but they feel a bit confused in how to utilize that energy. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. And what I love um, hearing from you, Elisa, is, is there's this group of women who are out there trying to learn how to not only feel empowered within themselves, but how to communicate in a very strong way to their partners about what they want and what they don't want. Um, and I think it's really, really interesting. It really intrigues me that these young women have that type of kind of introspection to go, you know what, I need I need help. I don't feel confident telling someone what I like, what I don't like, and when to stop. And I love that they're seeking expert advice on how to kind of build their strength and courage. Yeah, I think we... 
Sorry, Lisa, I was just going to say, like in part of our research, we did reach out to our, you know, the people that we do know in their 20s. And that came through very strongly, like a little bit of this insecurity, which I think you get more when you when you have experienced more just in self-confidence. Mm. And, you know, how do I please my boyfriend? How often should I be having sex? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Whereas it's, you know, it, it, to talk through it with you and to get that confidence and to, you know, really yeah. value and understand the power of themselves and their choices is a huge thing. Phenomenal. Yeah. I also have to say that people, young people that came to me, they actually came to me because I gave a fair bit of workshop lately at uni. So everyone that came through, they actually have seen me just because, you know, the university offered that. Oh, I went to a college and speak to, to students. And so, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very good. Like now that, you know, you're telling me, oh, it's great that I'm coming to you. And I'm like, oh, actually, the only students I'm having, right, the, the, mainly the young people I'm having is because they've, you know, they've just been offered that. And so they saw me uh, talking for a couple of hours about female sexuality and it just blew their mind off. Yeah. And so then they're like, oh, I want to know more. But it's true. Like we don't, because we don't have that, much information so it's so nice that you're doing this podcast because mm. we're making this information more and more available for for everyone you know yeah and, and we're really like changing together a narrative around sexuality that doesn't have to be kept on in that way yeah yeah and i think it's um we've got we had a couple of interesting um questions come through from some of our listeners in advance of this podcast um and i'd love you to have a go at answering them elisa so a theme that came through was how do i have orgasms with my boyfriend um, that are as awesome as the ones i have with my vibrator yeah <laughs> so it's quite it's quite common that um women have more a hard time to have orgasm during penetrative sex and uh, the answer is so first of all awake more sensitivity inside the vagina because when we awake more sensitivity inside the vagina penetration feels much better and so that's like um one answer and then the second one is that it's okay to use hands or to use toys to stimulate the vibrator during penetrative sex if the inside of the vagina is not very sensitive at the moment. And so in that way, you can stimulate uh, the clitoris during penetrative sex as well. So first of all, if like awaken more sensitivity inside the vagina, because it's possible for everyone to have mm-hmm. internal orgasm, that's like, it's a myth that I'm like, oh, I'm a clitoral one. It's a myth. We can unlock it. It's, it's a bit of a process, so we can more sensitivity. I think this podcast maybe won't be enough to just go through all of it. <laughs> like self-massage, understanding, understanding the timing, uh, experiencing more holistic sexuality and be fully present in the moment, connected with the body, um, and all of the sort of stuff really support to awaken more sensitivity. So like knowing that it's possible. And the second thing, if right now is not your reality, there is nothing bad about stimulating your clitoris as you have penetrative sex if you want to have an orgasm. And then the stimulation of the penis inside plus um, the sensation on the clitoris is just going to enhance, uh, yeah, enhance that orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I love that. I'm so excited to take on board some of these tips. Um, another interesting, um, I don't know if I'd call it a phenomenon, but I guess another, I guess, interesting question or comment that came to us was around wanting to, I guess, reignite um, that initial passion that you had with your partner when you first met. And so not only was that question asked, but some of these young women spoke to me about um, a solution that they've come up with. So there's two solutions that these young women have come up with. One of them is they have regular breaks from their partner. So they have seven to 10 day breaks. And that's not to say they're going, you know, seeing other people, but they have a full communication break. They do not talk to each other, do not see each other. And then they catch up after the 10 days and they feel that suddenly that energy is back because they've built back some lust. The other solution is to have a throuple. Now, I had never heard... Yes, exactly. What does a throuple mean? I asked the same question. So a throuple is a three-person couple, one, two women, one man, and they have a monogamous throuple together. And they find that that really helps keep things interesting, as it would because it's an ongoing threesome and it's a little different. So I'm interested. What are, what's your take on those two situations? Regular breaks from your partner and throppling. <laughs> and for my husband, we're not throppling anytime soon. I'm not doing a thropple. Not interested. Not that I judge others. No. It's just not for me. I wouldn't mind going out with my girlfriend, though. You know, just like, that'd be fun for a while. Anyway, we digress. Elisa. Breaks yeah. and throuples. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain the theory behind why these things are working. <laughs> so we didn't finish the question earlier about saying how to keep passion alive in long-term relationship, but we need to look at it in a holistic way. And I'm going to mention all the things in a moment, but one of the thing is polarity. So there are like five areas that we need to work on. And one of the area is polarity and polarity means cultivate your own essence, your own like energy, your unique um, sense of self beyond the relationship. So sometimes we get to identify with the role of, you know, the mother or the wife or whatever, like, and, and we are too like, um, we lose almost our sense of self beyond, beyond that role because, you know, we are a mother, we are a wife, we are a partner, and we are also like just a woman, a lover. And, you know, we are much, much more than that as well. And we are that. And so the, the point is that when we allow some separation, then we can recharge and reconnect with who we are. So like my partner and I, for instance, will work constantly on polarity. So we go on, on a holiday separate, we go on a weekend separate. And, you know, he just recently, this weekend, he has been with his uh, male friend on a weekend, like eight men. They, they had a beautiful um, weekend in a beach house and did their, like, uh, manly things and they loved mm-hmm. spending time with each other. Yeah. And, you know, he came home and we had the best sex ever because he went to charge himself with his, like, masculine energy and I've been with a couple of friends in nature, in a forest house, really enjoying my time as well. And I was like full and juicy and I had my self-pleasure practice happening. And so um, when we come back, we have been charging our own energy. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily need always separate, like um, being separate. So it can mm-hmm. also mean that I'm charging my essence by dancing, by singing, like anything that it feels is charged my essence and who I am. So sometimes it's not possible to be physically separate. And that's mm. an important thing to keep in mind because most couple think, oh, the more time we spend together, the better it is, but it's actually not. 
So you need to spend quality time. I see COVID having to spend a lot of time together with your partners trapped in a house may not have been the best scenario for many relationships because we weren't able to have time apart. No. And, uh, and in that case, right? Like what was essential was even, um, yeah, for instance, like me and my partner would have charge our own essence in different ways. So he would meditate a lot and I would be dancing. We would sleep in separate bedroom um, to not exchange energy also throughout the night, you know, when we are sleeping. So like we have separate room and that's a condition for me because I value sex so much. I know that sleeping in the same room is just going to kill the passion. And so... Right. That was a condition for me to move in with my partner. Mm. And my partner was like, at the beginning, like, why would you do that? And I was like, yep, I'm getting it. So if we always sleeping in the same bedroom, it's almost like take it for granted. And mm. now it's going to, like for two weeks, we didn't sleep uh, in the same bedroom just recently in the same bed. And then it's like, babe, I really want to sleep with you. Can you come in bed? And then when I come in bed, that is like this, you know, feeling my body again in the bed. It's like reigniting that is not taken for granted and I'm always there. Mm-hmm. And so that polarity can be charged in different ways. As you can see mm-hmm. that, right? And other ways is, well, that's a long topic. But in COVID, for instance, um, to keep passion alive, my partner, to keep his desire alive, he was not ejaculating so that he was feeling, because every time, and ejaculate is kind of like that sexual desire and tension gets a bit released mm-hmm. and then it takes more time to charge it up again. And so by him not doing it, he was having other type, you know, he was having a lot of pleasure throughout his body, just not that heat. And mm-hmm. there are ways of enhancing the pleasure also without that, that heat of the ejaculation and that as well support polarity. So there is so much that we can do to, uh, to work on our polarity, right? And that's a very good point. Like those people, I understand it in an amazing way, like staying separate, but that's not the only way. So my point was like, just giving you some ideas on other ways in which you can work on the polarity. Yeah, and guys, I think for those of you listening, um, we will um, be writing a blog about this. And I think some of these tips, um, yeah, will feature in that blog because these are some ideas that I actually haven't heard about before. And I think, you know, it could be worth kind of exploring what works for you, whether it's your own energy, the finding your essence with or without your partner. There's so many different ways we can kind of pump things up. Totally, and I think that's why it's important as well to stay connected with members in our society that mm. don't immediately fit our demographic. Like speaking to these younger girls yes that's a tip we've learned yeah by talking to them and now with elisa 100 percent. so we're going to have to wrap this up in a moment but i'm so love to hear your opinion on thropples and i do like saying the word thropple you love thropple 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 <laughs> thropple <laughs> so that's like that's you know another important part another important of the five areas is actually variety. And so what a third person bring in is variety. Mm. And variety doesn't have to be bring in only with the person. So these are um, strategies based upon like a good actually theoretical base, but they're not the only strategy, right? So having a third person is not the only way of bringing variety. Like me and my partner are monogamous and we bring variety by... Um, making love in so many different ways. So, you know, like you can try different things and that could go from like uh, different energy, different way of making love, different position, different places, using different toys, um, doing like um, a 
exploring really different plays, like, uh, you know, even, um, even like making love with some ropes and so like tidying up or like uh, doing exploration of senses or really bringing variety in the way of making love because another number one killer, it's making love in the same way. And I would say that yeah. 95% of the couple that come to see me and I ask them, do you have a way of making love certain two max three position that you like certain time frame? You almost know what your partner is going to do next. Yes. Number yeah. one killer. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be a third person, but the, the concept of variety is essential or it's just not going to work in the long run. It can work for one, two, three, four, five years, maybe. Yeah. After that, it's going to be very hard if you're making love. And I think that, that variety thing, that comes down to having a lot of self-confidence. And I think that not everyone does. And so we often stick to what is safe for us, like mm. an, an easy thing. So how do, we, how do we take that next leap? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. not, not everyone is confident to, you know. And I think Elisa kind of spoke about that earlier. Like it's about, um, you know, spending, spending time uh, with yourself working out what you like um, for yourself and then you build build that confidence um, slowly. It's like the water boiling analogy. And once you're confident in yourself, you can start hopefully kind of imparting imparting that wisdom, that newfound wisdom onto your partner. Mm. Yeah, yeah, or like just, I think like another very good advice is that we have the tendency to have certain standard. So I have mm. certain limiting belief. I need to have an orgasm. I need to be the most pleasurable experience. You need to, most of the time when we try new things, it's not the most amazing time. But mm. you know what? Then when, when that become more familiar, then it become amazing and it become yeah. part of our repertoire. And so it's very good to um, give ourselves permission to not try to hit certain standards and feel frustrated if we don't in that exploration. Yeah. It's like encouraging your child to eat a new fruit. <laughs> eat it, you might like it. Oh, oh, I really do like it. I just love bringing children into this conversation. <laughs> it feels very appropriate. And I think today's chat has been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna say one more thing. It's like, it's okay to get guidance. Whether yeah. it's reading a book, whether it's going to a sex coach, whether it's like, into a workshop because we don't have to have it all sorted out mm -hmm. we get guidance all the time for business we get guidance from our you know pt but just about sexuality we're like so afraid to ask so go read a book if it's too much go into a workshop go reach out for private sessions like you can actually learn so much about it. There is so it's much. Well, we've learned, we've learned mm. so much today, Elisa. And um, anyone out there listening, Elisa Caro is on our Instagram. You can find her on her Instagram. Um, she does private sessions, amazing workshops. I feel like I've learned a lot today. You, Em? Totally, Elisa. Invaluable. So, look, thanks again for joining us for Happy Vibes. We have loved having you along for the ride. Thank you, Elisa, and we'll see you again soon. My pleasure. See you soon. Bye. Bye.